0: Welcome back to another episode of the DFS Today Podcast and The Advantage. I am your host, Michael Fiddle. Today is Friday, December 23rd. It is late at night. I suspect this episode will be posted Saturday morning, December 24th, right before the kickoff of the Week 16 slate. So this episode is going to be a quick one. You can listen to it in the morning, get through it quickly, and get your lineups ready for DFS. It is a core four-episode for the week 16 DFS slate. Now, normally I am a cash game player, but there have been a few weeks where I study the optimizers, I study the matchups, I understand which way the totals are moving and which games are worth targeting and which players have a price to point ratio that is undervalued and we should stack those up. I often play into the chalk of the DFS optimizers and I let other people around me pivot and screw up and I cash at a very high clip in 50-50s and double-ups and those types of cash contests. However, there's been a few weeks throughout the season where I've said, I disagree with the plays the optimizers are giving out. And when that happens, I enter GPP tournaments, I take smaller swings, and they are upshots. So, the core for today is going to be a bit different than what optimizers are giving out. So I am not going to go through the optimizer plays because, again, I kind of just disagree with them. I'll mention a few of them here and there. But for the most part, these are going to be directly from my lineup. They're going to be entered, entered into GPP tournaments, and I am going to risk a smaller amount than I normally do because I need to hit at a much higher rate. I need to finish in like a top five, top 10% to cash this week. But if I do, I will be cashing large amounts. So probably half of the amount that I normally play in a DFS contest. I normally enter about $100 worth of teams in a weekend, 75 to 100. We are up $1,400 on the season. Because the few times we have entered these GPP tournaments, we've hit pretty big. So let's hope that this is another week we're doing that. I will mention four key players that I am playing and they are not really recommended by the optimizers. The first one is, I mentioned this on Thursday's podcast, it's Gardner Minshew because the price tag compared to all the other starting quarterbacks is just way undervalued. He's $4,800. You're just not going to find that maybe if you're starting Nick Foles, the other like third string quarterback that's starting this week. Minchu's the backup. Minchu can run with his feet. He's also like you know, a very spirited guy that I expect him to show up. I expect his teammates to rally around him and I expect him to put up Pretty decent stat line. He's given out by a lot of the optimizers. He's suspected to have around 16 and a half fantasy points. If he could eclipse that, if he can eclipse 17 fantasy points this weekend, that would be great. And because it is such low budget, it allows us to spend up in other areas. So the first name that I'm going to give out in the core four this week is Gardner Minshew. He is a chalk play, but he is the only chalk play that I'm going to give out for the next few names. The next one, I'll give out both of my running backs. Derrick Henry and DeAndre Swift. Now, love Henry this week. Titans have now become underdogs because Malik Willis is playing, and they're playing the Houston Texans, who are losing games but playing well. And the Titans are losing games and not playing well. So, Titans underdogs this week, even though Derrick Henry, King Henry himself, has run for 200 yards, four straight games against this team. So he'll be looking for his fifth straight 200-yard game. Do I think he does it? No. But I do think there's a chance, small chance, that he does it from an all-purpose standpoint because Dontrell Hilliard on IR, out for the season. Derrick Henry is going to be the workhorse back in this game. He's going to play 85% of the snaps. It's not something that he normally does. But in a game where they need a win and the backup running back can't play, expect a lot, a lot, a lot of Derrick Henry. Expect the offensive line, Derrick Henry, to get to work against this Houston Texans team. A uh, lot of public support behind this Houston Texans. A lot of people fading the Titans. I'm not ready to do it. I am considering a little money Moneyline uh, Titans play because I still think they're the better team with more to play for down the stretch of this season, DeAndre Swift is the other name that I mentioned. 17 opportunities last week against the Jets, and this week he goes against the Carolina Panthers. One of the fishiest lines in the sports book. It's been at two and a half all week, even though people are pounding the Lions. It's still at two and a half. 90% of the money on the Detroit Lions minus 2.5. That is the biggest trap line I've seen all season. I think I'm going to have to go ahead. You know what? Let's do it now. I'm going to put one unit on the Carolina Panthers plus 2.5. I'm going to see right now. It's at at minus 105 juice on FanDuel. So I'll see if I could play the alternate spread just simply buying it up to minus 115. You know, I could do it on my Caesars sportsbook. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put in Carolina Panthers plus three at minus 115 juice. If I'm only paying 10 cents and not paying more than a minus 120 vig to get onto a key number like three or like seven, those are worth it in football. In basketball, it would be worth it to do at the 6.5 for 115 and otherwise I wouldn't say ever worth paying minus 120 in football. I am willing to pay minus 115 or minus 120 vig juice for a plus three minus three situation or a plus seven minus seven situation. So on this one, Carolina Panthers plus three against the Detroit lions, 1.15 units minus 115 juice to win one. It is the biggest trap line of the week. So I'll get back to talking about DeAndre Swift. But that line is so freaking sketchy. Just remember I said it. It is so sketchy that if you're betting that game, you want to be on the Panthers' side, for DraftKings purposes... That means give me Swift, because if the Panthers are surprisingly winning this game, if they're putting up a good fight, that means the pass-catching running back of the Lions is going to be active. Like I said, 17 opportunities last game, nine of those were targets through the air in a full-point PPR that DraftKings is. That is absolute elite usage. DeAndre Swift, one of the most highest-efficiency running backs we've seen in years, like CMC-level efficiency. 5500 and a chance to get 15-plus running back opportunities. Lock him into your lineups. Major upside this week for a guy like Swift. A perfect person to put in a GPP tournament lineup for being a low-owned guy in a team, in a game that could absolutely pop off for you. The last one that I'm going to give in my core four is Noah Fant. I think he is going to be also very low-owned. With Tyler Lockett out, a lot of people are looking over to Marquise Goodwin. I'm going to zig where other people are zagging, or I guess I'm zagging where they're zigging. And I'm going to take Noah Fant, the tight end for the Seahawks. He's been a little banged up this week, uh, but there was really no injury to speak of. It was more seemingly just rest days. Pete Carroll says he's going to play. He's on the Saturday game, the Chiefs uh, versus... Seahawks, they're playing in Kansas City. We know that Geno and the Seahawks are going to need to throw to keep up with this Kansas City team. It's a 10-point spread that the Chiefs are favorites. If the Chiefs get out and they get rolling, expect the Seahawks to need to throw and expect Fant to be a heavy used option for this team. I think he had six targets and five receptions last game. I think we can lock him in for a six-reception game this week. And at Under $3,500 at the tight end position, as bleak as it is, if this guy can pull off 10 points, and I think he has real 15, 18 point upside this week, that is elite, elite, elite stuff in a GPP tournament that we are in high upside. So Noah Fant, DeAndre Swift, Derek Henry, and Gardner Minshew make up my core four for this week. Let's give you guys out my bets. Of course, you know I just took the Carolina Panthers plus three at minus 115. I am also on for this week. Raiders Steelers under 39.5. Dolphins minus 5.5. I lost a lot of value because that spreads now at Dolphins minus 3.5. So I've lost two points on the spread. Doesn't make much sense to me. Dolphins at home. The much better team, Packers, yes, on a win streak, but that came against the Bears and the Rams. So now they face the Dolphins, who are on a losing streak, but that was against the Chargers and the Bills. So a lot of this is you go, you have to look in the mirror, see who your competition was, see how you fared against your competition. Uh, Dolphins played these teams pretty well. They didn't play the Chargers that well, but they played the Bills really well. Uh, Packers, Yes, they beat these teams, but they haven't really looked that good, especially versus the Bears. So I fine laying the fins at the minus 5.5 that I still have it. It's at minus 3.5, so you should definitely jump on it now. I even like the idea of playing alternate spreads. So if you have that potential for a minus 3.5 bet, then look at playing the alternate spread minus 6.5. Look at playing minus 9.5. Look at playing minus 13.5, because if the fins do come out and lay a big one, and the Packers come out and put up a stinker. Then you could hit in a lot of like plus money situations. And something I often do in NBA. If I'm on a team plus the points. Then I'll play them alternate spread minus a few points as well. Beyond just the money line. Take them to win by five. Late game fouling. Free throws. Push it over the five point threshold. And you could get great plus money. So alternate spreads are great to take advantage of. When you disagree with where the line is placed. The last bet that I'm on, Chargers minus 3.5. The Colts simply have nothing to play for. Chargers looking healthy, looking like they're getting rolling. Justin Herbert. God, I was so all in on Justin Herbert this season, and he was my fantasy quarterback, and now he's getting rolling, like, right as my fantasy season ends. I am out of my season long with my home friends. I'm still in the Sports Ethos League, but uh, I had Jalen Hurts, Cortland Sutton, Jonathan Taylor, AJ Brown on the stack with Jalen Hurts so I'm starting Sam Darnold it's looking bleak for me in my season longs and that's why we have daily because those injuries that we've gotten all season long riding these guys doing great and then they get injured and it's like oh what a backbreaker when it counts the most in daily fantasy injuries are a one-day thing and we can move on so we are you know. Choosing guys we think are healthy going into this game, and as long as they leave this game healthy, essentially they went the whole DFS season, the whole slate with no problems and injuries, far less of a concern. Let me discuss one other thing. If you are listening to this podcast, if you made it this far into the pod, well, good for you because we're, we're all going to win money on this DFS slate together. Follow these bets. You're going to win money gambling on the football week 16 weekend with me. But I'm also going to be joining Keith to break down NBA Christmas DFS. Some of you guys know that I am a thoroughbred NBA guy. I am a NBA handicapper. That is where I make the most money. That is what my favorite sport to watch, to handicap, to study, to get invested in. So, I've done a lot of work for these Christmas games. I've tweeted out a bunch of picks. I have picks on almost every game, and I have some very strong leans for NBA DFS. So if you want to listen to me and Keith break down some NBA games, we will certainly be doing that. I am recording with him tomorrow night. That podcast will probably be live Sunday morning, so make sure you wake up and listen to that pod and get your NBA DFS lineups in for Christmas. Me and Keith are going to break it all down for you. And I promise you are going to have some amazing takeaways from listening to us talk NBA. So, that wraps up today. You have the core four. You have the best bets. Let's repeat that one more time. Gardner Minshew, DeAndre Swift, Derek Henry, and Don't You Wanna, Wanna, Fanta, Noah, Fanta, Wanta, Fanta. As always, peace out. I'm just gonna be the thing.